going to release uh, a word for all of you out there. It's found in 2 Kings chapter number 5, verses 1 through 3, and then verses 10 through 14. Let's read. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my lord, that the prophet that is in Samaria, would God, my lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Verse 10 onwards. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again unto thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away and said, And behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. leper. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And his servants came near and spoke unto them and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, would not, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith unto thee, Wash and be clean. Then he went down and dipped himself into the Jordan seven times, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. I want to talk to you today from the thought of great things come in small packages. Great things come in small packages. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Bless this word. Bless everybody out there that will hear this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Bible introduces us to a man by the name of Naaman. Naaman was a captain. Naaman had position. Naaman had power. Naaman had reputation. Naaman had praise, Naaman had preference, Naaman had favor, Naaman was mighty in battle, he was respected, a hero in his nation, but Naaman had leprosy. Uh, Naaman was the type of guy that when he would walk by, all the girls would giggle on the way to the road. They would giggle over his looks, giggle over him because he was such a mighty man in valor. He was the type of person that every boy would emulate. People wanted to be like Naaman, but the Bible says that he 
was a leper. Even though he was a great man, he was a leper. And being a soldier, he would normally be covered with armor. So when he would go out to do his work or he would go out to do something, he would be covered with armor. So what you would see externally is you would see the great armor that he wore. But underneath that armor, there was something deeper in his life, covering up all of that was his armor and underneath there was a secret problem. I know many of us come to church in the morning and we look good in the morning. We have our matching clothes. We have our hair done. We have our makeup on. We have all of our armor on, but nobody sees the secret places in our life. I wonder if you're out there right now and underneath all of your armor, there is a secret issue in your life to deal with. I know many times we even cover ourselves with scriptures. We cover ourselves with all of the scriptures, the good scriptures in the Bible. Well, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. We say things like that. We say things like I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I know you're blessed, but I want to ask you if there is something behind all that armor. And sometimes we hide behind all of these scriptures just like Adam and Eve had hid behind all of those fig leaves in the garden. Sometimes those scriptures that you're hiding behind are not even enough. God has a deeper work to do in your life and Jesus Christ shed his blood not just for the external in your life but Jesus Christ shed his blood for the internal in your life. He just doesn't take care of the great places externally. That's what I love about God. I need the God that will deal with the toxic places in my life. If you're out there and you might might be bold enough to say, yes, Lord, I have a toxic place in my life. Say amen. Some of you out there, you're covered up in so many other things. You're covered up in scriptures. You're covered up in songs. You're covered up with ideas. You're covered up with smiles. You're covered up with makeup. But down inside, there is a toxicity that needs to be dealt with in your life. I know it doesn't sound good and you don't want to say amen, but that's what I love about God. I don't need a God who is just great with me in public. I need a God who is great with me in private, who will deal with the issues in my life. I know you're happy on the outside, but some of you are broken and falling apart on the inside. I know you're laughing on the outside, but you're hurting on the inside. And sometimes the inward doesn't match the outward, and the outward doesn't match the inward. Naaman was a leper. I wonder if there's anybody out there and you are carrying a leprosy right now. It might be anger. It might be gossip. It might be competition. It might be pornography. It might be lust. It might be pride. It doesn't matter what it is. There is a leprosy that everyone is carrying around on the inside. I know you got it good and covered up by your armor. You got the helmet of salvation. You got the breastplate of righteousness. But what is behind all that? It is the Lord that knows the heart. The Bible says Naaman was a great man, but he was a leper. 
He was having the best of times and the worst of times all at the same time. Is there anybody out there and you know what it's like to have the best of times and the worst of times and they're happening all at the same time. You are the best of times in the worship team. You're singing heaven down but you got the worst of times in your marriage. Uh, the best of times in your prayer life. You're experiencing wonderful breakthroughs in prayer but your finances are all messed up. You got the worst of times in your finances. I know sometimes it doesn't match and it can be the best of times and the worst of times and it can all happen at the same time. Here is Naaman, a great man. A great man, but he is a leper without a hospital without a medicine how can he fix the nation and fight the battles if he can't fix himself Lord how can I fix other people in life and I can't take care and fix myself don't tell anybody that I'm a leper I can lose everything. I can lose my position. I can lose my reputation. I can lose my standing in society. I can lose places. I can lose power. I can lose financial blessing. Don't tell anybody what is happening in my life that I have leprosy. Don't tell anybody about my problem. I want to continue to cover up publicly what is killing me privately. He could avoid anybody, but he couldn't avoid those in his bedroom. He could avoid anybody publicly, but he couldn't avoid those that looked upon him privately. When he took off all of his armor, his wife and a little maid was able to see what Naaman was going through. I wonder when you get home and you take off all of that armor, you take off all of the outside, you take off all of the externals, I wonder if there's something internally that other people can see in your life. This maid was able to see what Naaman was suffering privately. An Israelite maid that had been captured by the Syrians, that had been captured by those who Naaman leads and represents. She had been captured, ripped away from her country, ripped away from her family, ripped away from everything else. She was ripped away from those of her loved ones, ripped away. God, why is this happening unto me? Torn from her will, but not torn from the will of God. Oh, good God Almighty, some of you out there have been torn away from your own will. But let me tell you something. Stop right there and tell you. You might have been torn from your will, but you haven't been torn from the will of God. See, you can be torn from your will. You can be ripped apart from your will. You can be captured from your will, but you cannot be captured from the will of 
God, God's will, His will is active in your life. And it doesn't matter what is happening in your life right now. Your will might be falling apart, but God's will for your life has never fallen apart. God's will is working all things together for good in your life because you love the Lord and you are called according to His purpose. I know it doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't look good. I know you don't sense good, but God's will will prevail in your life. If you believe God still has a plan, if you believe God's will is still active in your life, you ought to shout, Amen. God's will is greater than man's will. God's will is greater than the devil's will. God's will can take the plan of Satan, the plans of those that have betrayed you like Judas and include you right into the will of God and tell Judas what you do. Do it quickly. You have a will to rip me away from everything that God is trying to do in my life. But God has a higher will to use your will for destruction for his will of destiny. Good. God Almighty, if you believe God has a will out there, you ought to say amen. If you believe God's will is greater than the will of the enemy, you ought to say amen. You ought to tell somebody right now, God's will is greater. God's will is greater. I might have been ripped away from my dreams, ripped away from my desires, captured from my purpose, but never stripped away from the will of God. Like Paul said, Says, I am persuaded that neither height nor depth nor principality nor power nothing shall be able to separate you today from the love of your God I tell somebody God still has a will in my life God still has a will in my life I know it doesn't look like it right now but God still has a will and his will is going to be accomplished his will is going to be accomplished in my life she was a little made she didn't have any money she didn't have any reputation she didn't have any fame she didn't have any position but she had more power than the captain of the host of Syria she had more power because she had a witness for Jesus Christ she had a witness for the living God if you're out there today you have more power than you think you have you have more power than you know you have you have more power than you can imagine because you have a witness and like the Bible says a good name is greater is better than great riches as long as you have a good name you have a more power than them that have crows and billions
billions of dollars. You have more than you need today because you have the living God living inside of you today. She had more power, not because of what she did, but because of who she knew. It's greater to know Jesus than the greatest millionaire. It's greater to know Jesus than the president. It's greater to know Jesus than the chief minister. It's greater to know Jesus than the CEO of the corporation. It's greater to know Jesus because when I know Jesus, I know the King of Kings. I know the Lord of Lords. I know him who walks on water. I know the living water, the bread of life. I know the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. I know the healer. I know the power of God. I know the resurrection and the life. If you know Jesus today, that's all you need because you know him which is able to perform that which he promised in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Little on the outside. <laughs> but great on the inside. Uh, you ought to tell somebody, I don't look like much, uh, but you haven't seen the greatness that is inside of me yet. Uh, it doesn't look and appear what I shall be, but when I see him, oh, good God Almighty, I know I don't look good, very great on the outside, but I got greatness flowing from my inside because Christ in me, the hope of glory, if you have Jesus in you you're greater than you think you are because the bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world i would give god a shout right there and thank him lord i know you're on the inside i know you're deep down in me and i thank you lord for being greater in me i thank you for being bigger in me and what i'm looking at right now is only a small problem compared to what you're going to do in my life. God had ordered her steps because a good man or woman's steps are ordered by the Lord. I know it's easy to serve the Lord when he has ordered your steps and they're going up. But what happens in your life when God has ordered the steps and somehow naturally they appear to be going down? Can you serve the Lord when the steps appear to be going down? Can you serve the Lord when the clouds are coming and the rain is falling and the wind is blowing? Can you serve the Lord? The storm will be able to tell whether you will serve the Lord in the bad times, in the down times, in the not so pleasant times, in the painful times. But if you will serve the Lord during those those times he will bring the greatest opportunity you ever had in your life why would God allow me to be ripped away from my country be ripped away from my family be ripped away from everything I thought 
I knew because God wanted to put a solution in the midst of an unbelieving nation, in the midst of an unbelieving house means you are a solution if you're looking at somebody right now you ought to say you are a solution you are a solution you are a solution if you don't have anybody to tell that to tell it to yourself i am a solution i am a solution it doesn't matter if i'm changing pillowcases right now i am a solution it doesn't matter if i'm bussing tables right now i am a solution. It doesn't matter if I'm sweeping floors right now. I am a solution. Not just this maid, but Joseph was a solution. He wasn't, he, 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 he was there as a servant, as a slave, but God put him there as a solution. He went to prison to be a solution. He went to the pit to be a solution so that when God did decided to elevate him he could be a solution to an entire nation you haven't even understood what God has designed for all of you out there you are a solution a solution to a dying world a solution to an unbelieving nation a solution to the world somebody out there you ought to tell yourself I am a solution stop looking at yourself like a problem stop begging for son for, for mothers like a problem the more you become a solution the more god will use you that's what your availability is not being a problem but becoming a solution i'm not just going to have a solution i am a solution for the city i'm surrounded by i am I am a solution for the nation I'm surrounded by. I am a solution, God, for this world that you put me in. I am a solution. You ought to shout right now. Hallelujah. I am a solution. Good. God Almighty, somebody out there is going to get this and your life is going to change. Your situation is going to change. You're not going to be stuck in a pit any longer. You're not going to be stuck with Potiphar any longer. You're not going to be stuck in a prison any longer. You're going to the palace uh, because you finally realize that you're a solution in this world. You're going somewhere. I would tell somebody right now, I'm going somewhere. Tell yourself, I'm going somewhere. If you're not going anywhere, just sit there and shut your mouth. But if you're going somewhere, tell somebody, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to my palace. I'm stepping into my destiny because I'm not going to be a problem anymore. I'm going to be a solution. And the more you understand that you are a solution, the more God will use you to become a solution in somebody's life. Now, what I find is amazing in this text is that both of them are stuck 
in a problem. Naaman has a problem of leprosy that he cannot get away from. The girl is captive. She cannot get away from it. If I had time, I'd talk to you about unity. How if two of you shall agree on earth is touching anything. Stop hiding the problems in your life and come together with the problems. And if you will ever come together with somebody else and agree to God that your problem would be solved, God would bring power in your problem. If two of you shall agree, I would stop hiding what I'm going through right now because you might be stuck, uh, but your neighbor is also stuck. You might not be able to get out by yourself uh, but we can get out together because how good and pleasant it is for brethren it is like the oil that was poured upon the head of Aaron ran down his beard see unity agreement is a contact point for the anointing the moment you come together is the moment the oil begins to flow and it is the oil that destroys every yoke uh, that lifts every burden <laughs> if you would ever get this into your spirit you would stop dividing yourself and start coming together with other people so that you could get a power move from God in the problem that you're going through right now if you drop out of the video right now you're gonna miss the best part now she has a decision to make because she could look at Naaman and see the problem and say, you took me, you tore me away from my family. You tore me away from my nation. You deserve to die. God is punishing you. She's faced with a decision. Will she help? the one that has hurt her the most. Good God Almighty, there is there, right there, is the key. How are you going to handle the person that you hate? That's the greatest test in your life. This is going to get you into your destiny right now how would joseph handle his brothers he had to tell them he even came to them he said don't be angry with yourself don't trouble yourself i know you hated me and maybe at the time i i had some uh, feelings towards you but you know what i understood in the process of everything that it was God's will, not your will that brought me here, but God's will that brought me here. And what you have meant for evil, God has meant it for good. I would shout right there because God is about ready to turn things around in your life. If you will turn your response around, God will turn the result around and you'll see that all things work together for God, for your good. No bitterness 
she had to release forgiveness I want to tell you right now, somebody out there needs to overcome their unforgiveness. Somebody out there needs to overcome their anger. Somebody out there needs to come there, overcome their bitterness. Give it to God right now. The Lord wants me to tell you to let it go. Let it go. Let the feelings go. Let the emotions go. Stop holding on to the bitterness. Stop holding on to the unforgiveness. Stop holding on to the resentment. Stop holding on to the trouble let it go let it go let it go if you let it go you're gonna get a release from God in your life let it go something is about ready to happen don't let it block your blessing let it go and she says you know Naaman for you to get the answer in your life. You need to go into that place and deal with the people that you are killing. Your answer is in the most unexpected place and the people you're troubling and killing are the ones that have the answer. Let me stop right there and tell somebody out there, your answer is in the most unexpected place. Your miracle is in the most unexpected place. Your breakthrough is in the most unexpected place. It might not be in the place of comfort that you want it to be. That's why you haven't seen it yet. It might be in that place, that place that you don't like going, that place that you detest going. But she said, you need to go down to Israel. You need to go down to this place your healing is in your humility oh good god almighty that's the key to your miracle right there your miracle is in your humility your breakthrough is in your humility your blessing is in your humility your healing is in your humility today don't be too proud and hold on to the problem don't be too proud to go where god wants you to go and he says i want you she says you need to go down while naaman is trying to go up in his life and in his career God wants him to go down this is a move of God to get you to the place of your destiny God wants you to go down tell somebody go down <laughs> go down <laughs> if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God he will lift you up let me stop right there and tell you I see so many people advertising themselves. The Holy Ghost doesn't need you to advertise. He didn't need Moses to advertise that he was a deliverer. He didn't need David to advertise that he was a king. When it was time, God made a way where there seemed to be no way. You don't need to advertise yourself. You don't need to put yourself out there. If you exalt yourself, then you have to keep yourself up in your own strength. But if God exalts you, it's God's responsibility to keep you up. And nothing, and 
and no one can take you out of the hand of Jesus Christ. Let God lift you up. You got to stop lifting yourself up. You got to stop highlighting yourself and letting the light shine upon yourself. You got to let God shine the light upon you because when God does it, no devil can turn the switch off, baby. When God lifts you up, God will keep you up. That's how Jesus saved the world. He didn't do it by keep going up in heaven. Jesus came down, stepped out of heaven, entered into a dressing room called Mary, into a house and a tabernacle called Mary, wrapped himself up in flesh, entered this world in a manger and said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Behold, I go to prepare a place before you. I prepare a place before. Good God Almighty. He brought salvation by going down. Should I say that? Maybe we would have more power in the church, more power in the kingdom, more power in our lives if we would just go down. That's when you know real revival. I'm not talking about height and the stuff you hear about everywhere. I'm talking about real revival not when every preacher is trying to grab the microphone on stage and not when every worship team is trying to get up there so that they can get a picture taken on stage it's when everybody is on the floor the glory of God is on the floor just like Jesus is on the floor right now before he went up he went down and laid aside his garments wrapped himself in a towel and started washing feet you ought to set aside your pride you ought to set aside your titles. You ought to set aside your positions so that you can start washing some feet because that's where the glory is. God Almighty. Holy Ghost, speak to your people. If my people which are called by my name My question I don't I don't know I don't think it was so much dealing with the leprosy on the outside that wasn't a problem for for God he had to deal with something inside of me how in the world do you teach a captain commander a general to submit to a maid Could you imagine if you're at the hotel, in a five-star hotel, you're having all the anemones that you enjoy, and the person that comes in to clean your room tells you where you need to go. Now wisdom would listen. Let me hurry up here. Go down to Israel. He gets to Israel. Elisha says, send him to me. King doesn't have the power. Living God has the power. Send him to me. Comes down. 
to Elisha and Elisha doesn't even meet him. Sends the servant, don't tell me God's not working on an issue of pride. Sends a servant and says, you know what? Go and dip, go and dip, go and dip uh, in those filthy waters, in those muddy waters. Don't just dip one time. You're going to have to dip seven times. Don't let pride block your destiny. He said, dip seven times. You have to go down and dip. This is a time of going down, a season of getting on your knees. This is a season of going down. This is a season of humbling yourself. This is a season of prayer and fasting. This is a season where you have to go down. Huh? Stop trying to go up and go down. Stop trying to go up and go down. Stop advertising yourself, getting on and getting on and trying to advertise yourself, praying for people and watching them go out under the Spirit of God. I don't even know if that's the Spirit of God. It might just be a courtesy dive. Stop trying to advertise yourself and let God do the work in your life. I'm giving you the word right now. This is the word of the Lord that is being released in your life. You have to go down. This is a season to go down. You might come up and you might still be sick. You might still be troubled. You might still be frustrated. But keep going down. Down again. Down again. Third time down again. Nothing changed. Fourth time down again. Nothing changed. Fifth Fifth time down again, nothing changed. Sixth time down again, nothing changed. You might feel like this is not working. But what I want to tell you right now is that this is the last dip in your life. Go down one more time. <laughs> Praise Him one more time. <laughs> Worship Him one more time time i'm not just talking literally one more time you gotta do it again this is a season because next time you come up next time you come up the lord's gonna bless you next time you come up breakthrough is gonna be released next time you come up healing is going to be released next time you come up deliverance is going to happen next time next time next time this is the last dip and if you will go down one more time you're going to come up with a new business a new marriage a new ministry a new vision a new praise a new purpose when he looked at his skin it was completely new God wants to do a new work in your life and he wants you to go down humble yourself one more time the Bible says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble God wants to do a new work you have to get down one more time and his flesh came again 
like unto the flesh of a little child. God wants to make all things new in your life. I know you have some experiences out there and it's leprous. You have some emotions out there and it's leprous. Your faith has been diseased. Your fight has been diseased. Your praise, your worship may have been diseased through life and the experiences that life deals unto you. But God wants you to know that if you will let it go, the anger, the animosity, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the jealousy, if you will let it go, you will humble yourself and get on your knees once again. When you come up, all things will be new. Your vision will be new. Your dreams will be new. Your purpose will be new. God wants to do it working. And right now I pray for every one of you out there that God would release a newness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I pray that we would not fear to open up those inner places of our life and let these things go. The resentment that we've held towards our family. Maybe the bitterness that we've had against the church. Maybe even the anger that we're holding against God for not fulfilling the things that we expected him to fulfill when we wanted him to fulfill it. And we feel like all of our dreams are shattered right now because we felt God wanted to do something. But when we went out, it never happened. Lord, we pray right now that everyone out there would have the strength to let it go. The animosity towards God, towards His church, towards His people. Right now, let it go. The bitterness, the unforgiveness, let it go. And begin to pray. Humble yourself. This is a move of humility. This is a revival move. God is teaching humility. The maid could have kept her pride. He needs to die because of what he did to me. He could have kept his pride and kept walking in the wrong direction. This man of God did not wave his hands. That's what the world is doing. That's what all these... Um, Lord, please help me say this right. Showmen out there. God doesn't want a production. God doesn't want a presentation. God wants a move of humility.
and people live in disobedience because they just want the man of God to wave hands over their area and bring healing into your life. But it's not that. Naaman had to walk in obedience to the Word of God. Good God Almighty. You want something in an instant. What God wants you to walk out. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And God will lift you up. You don't need the big prophet to wave hands over you. You need a liberating word. That you can walk in. So that through humility, you will see the newness of God's power in your life. In Jesus' name. I love you all. God bless you. If you've been blessed, share this video. Do something. Don't, don't let this go, to, go by the wayside. Don't let it go on rocky ground. Don't let the thorns bury this. Take this word to heart and bring forth fruit. 30, 60, and 100. I love you all. God bless you. We'll see you later. Yeah, I'm walking, huh? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm walking in the spirit. I ain't walking in the flesh. I ain't living on this world. My body gone, my body dead. And I know sometimes it's hard. You gotta learn from every test. That's why Yahweh sent his son. Now we got grace, man. We so blessed. Yeah.